Welcome back in to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gobb. Today on the show, Naomi Paul from our Gaston County GIS department, which really isn't a department, it's part of IT. But Naomi's here as a one-person band that's gonna be talking about GIS Day. It's an exciting event that's happening later this fall, and she's gonna be telling you what you can expect and why your kids will wanna come too. Threads of Hope returns for year two. This elegant fundraiser benefits the Hope United Survivor Network, the Lighthouse Children's Advocacy Center, and the Kathy Mabry Kloniger Center to support survivors of domestic violence, human trafficking, sexual assault, and elder and child abuse. This year's event is on Thursday, October 12th at the Barn and Blue Sky Farm in Dallas. Tickets will go on sale soon. Visit HopeUnitedGaston.com for details. Welcome back to another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gobble alongside Dandrea Bradley. Today we're talking with Naomi Paul, who works with our IT department, but she is a GIS analyst. Um, and for those of you that, that don't know what GIS is, maybe tell us a little bit about GIS, Naomi. GIS is an acronym that stands for Geographic Information Systems. And in this day and age, what most people could relate it to is Google Maps. Sure. Like everybody uses Google Maps. Yes. They don't realize that data's got to come from somewhere. And a lot of time it originates, originates in local government. So you've been with the county for, what, 23 years, you said? 23 years this past April. Have you done GIS the whole time? Yes. Wow. Okay. So I would imagine that that has changed considerably from when you first started to where we are today. When I first started in GIS with Gaston County, I didn't even have a computer. Wow. I was going to say, I imagine you sitting in like at a big desk with all these maps rolled out. <laughs> yes. And this is not my first GIS job. I actually worked for Mecklenburg County for five years. Okay. So wow. Before that. So I've been in GIS for 28 years now. <laughs> so you speak GIS fluently. Yes, I do. And I sometimes don't know how to like put it in layman's terms. I just see the deer in the headlights look going, yeah, I need to rephrase that. <laughs> so if this was like the Royal Court in the 1500s, you would be like the Lord of the Maps. Yes. <laughs> You'd be the one that, that gets brought in to show us like... The cartographer. That's right. There you go. That is so cool when you think about it in those terms. Right. <laughs> So Naomi's here on the show today because we're talking about um, a special event that she's been working on planning for over a year now, um, which is going to be GIS Day, right? Correct. GIS Day will be November 15th, and we're going to have it at the Citizen Resource Center. It is an annual global event, and we will be hosting our first Gaston County GIS event. Very cool. Now, what can people expect at this event? Like, what exactly are you going to have? What are you going to be teaching us, so to speak? What's different with Gaston County is we don't have a GIS department. Instead, okay. we have departments that utilize GIS as a tool. So we're going to break it out. Uh, this year's theme is uh, celebrate the GIS professional. Okay. We are going to have the some of the different departments set up to show and demonstrate how they use GIS for their department. Gotcha. Because what most people know GIS is our website. Our mm -hmm. website's been out for since 2003, almost 20 years. Okay. And that's what they're familiar with, but they don't realize that it's being used by the health department or that it's being used by natural resources. Oh, okay. Now, are those the only two departments or like... 
I would almost think that planning or zoning might use it. Yes, we currently have 10 departments in Gaston County that utilize GIS. Oh, that many. Oh, yes. okay. Some of them a little bit. Some of them, it's like their main everyday job. Of course, tax planning, mm-hmm. are that is their everyday work is in GIS. Whereas somebody like um, natural resources, they're just still getting their feet wet. Environmental health, we've got a big project working with them. On the regular health side, it's just a lot of data analyst okay. work. Uh, our solid waste department uses it. Oh, wow. interesting. Okay. So, surprises. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm sitting here trying to imagine what they use it for. Because I, I don't know. I guess because I'm not that familiar with GIS in general. So, yeah, I, I will definitely need to come to this event and learn something. Well, one of the best things about GIS is you just think about it as, does it exist on this earth? Is it in a place? Mm-hmm. If it's in a place, you can map it. And then what is the data behind it? You don't just have that picture but it's all the data behind it. Like in streets, you have the lights, the stops, the directions, the speed, who owns it. All that information is behind it so you can query and analyze it. So it's not, it's more than the picture. Wow. So you, you talked at the beginning about Google Maps. Does Google Maps rely on cities and counties to, to provide kind of the baseline data um, whenever there's like new developments or different things that change in the county? It depends on the area. Okay. Uh, North Carolina is really big on GIS, but other areas and other states are not. Mm. I do actually have a quarterly submission to Google of our address and streets, especially with our growth. Uh, That is going to change in regards to North Carolina is going to submit it as a whole because we're trying to have a master address and street plan for the state and not just individual counties. Oh, Oh, wow. And then they want to be able to be like, yeah, this is going to be the whole North Carolina submission for Google. Hmm. But with the way we're growing, I don't think an annual update will be enough. Right. Yeah. Because people contact us all the time going, I'm not getting my packages. Mm. FedEx can't find me. I do not have a valid address. I'm like, you do have a valid address. Someone's system isn't updated. Right. So in that case, then how often do you think it should be updated? Because I know with so many of these new constructions, so for the longest time, you know, everything, whenever you Google say, I don't know, Let's take, for example, um, a housing development that just got completed. And whenever you put in the address, it gives you the model home. You know, how do you how often should it be updated so that people are getting their packages? (laughs) (laughs) I chose quarterly. Just it seemed like an even way because we weren't before actually doing it on a schedule. It was just kind of like when they asked or when somebody wanted it. Mm -hmm. We also have our data out there for free download so they could just grab it when they needed it. But when we were watching the county grow, we were like, we need to make this happen. So Mm -hmm. it's on my calendar, update Google. If we get a big subdivision come through, I just have to pull that data together and post it to them. And it takes them about three days to review it. Oh, wow. So you talked about having all these different departments talk about how they utilize GIS. What what else can people expect from the GIS Fest? We're going to have um, some fun interactive. Uh, our natural resources is going to do drone demonstrations because they have now purchased a drone, 
for walking their large acreage tracks. Our, their drone can fly up to two miles away. Oh wow. oh, wow. And it canvases their whole area for them to be able to do analysis. They were, Jacob was telling me that what used to take in the whole day can now take them like 30 minutes. That's amazing. That's, that, um, I, just imagine how efficient they would become with the drone. That's yeah. awesome. So we're working on doing the drone demonstrations. And to make it fun and interactive, we're also uh, doing a geocache event alongside with GIS Day. So uh, we have made a Gaston County official account. Nice. nice. And we have uh, made our first official geocache that got published last night so i was happy about that very cool you have to go through a review process mm -hmm. and then we're now working with other agencies on trying to find places where we can stash our caches very cool a lot of times they do what are macros this is a macro you can't see but <laughs> so it's on your keychain that's cool yeah some that's of them are smaller but something that's like a container that you can put something in, essentially. Yeah, I want to focus on larger containers that are not as big as an ammo can, but like the uh, the typical sandwich Tupperware size. Okay. So that kids can have toys in them, mm. because then that just makes it fun. Yeah. And right. we are inviting the uh, Gaston County educators to this event so that students can learn about mapping in GIS as an industry and how it is utilized. and. That stemmed from one of the best questions that I felt so validated. I picked up my grandchildren, and I'm driving back to the house, and my grandson Sawyer goes, he's looking at the GPS on the car dashboard, and he goes, I wonder how they get the data in there. <laughs> he goes, who does that? Mm -hmm. I was like, yay. Right. It's like, me, it's me. But, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, back in the day, you mentioned maps. We were taught, like, and I want to say in elementary school up into junior high, like how to read maps because we didn't have, you know, GPS or, you know, Alexa or Siri or whoever telling us where to go and how to get there. And we had to rely on maps. And then, you know, my daughter and I were talking just a few weeks ago about the things she did not learn in school. She's like, I have no idea how to read a map. Wow. She's like, I, I don't know. You know, if something were to happen with my GPS, I would not know where to go or, you know, how far a mile is on a map or this sort of thing. You put this generation in a car without a GPS and, and if it's a stick shift and they would just die. They, yeah, they, they'd go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> or trying to just teach them to not rely on the GPS to get somewhere. Yeah. Like, right. Have your familiarity. I have a 16-year-old. We are practice driving right now. So I'm trying to teach him all the different routes back to our house. And mm. teaching landmarks and all those things. Yes. Yeah. Because we that's how we learned. Right. You know? The, I don't use my GPS unless I absolutely have to. I use it more for traffic. Yeah, absolutely. I love the traffic option so I can see why am I slowing down? Mm -hmm. Is there an accident? Exactly. Do I need to make an alternate route? <laughs> yeah, of course, new locations is great. I love having it in my car now. Um, but before I was a big map fan, I had the annual Rand McNally Road Atlas book. The yeah. big book, yes. I remember that. <laughs> that was my favorite book. I bought one every couple of years and it sat right next to the driver's seat. Uh -huh. Kids today will never know about how great that book is. <laughs> or triptychs from AAA. Ooh, yep. 
If My mom had that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going planning a road trip, call AAA. Be like, I'm starting here. And it mm-hmm. was great. You yeah. just flip through. Oh, yeah. But all of that's electronic now, and a lot of people don't realize it's like, okay, it's at my fingertips, but how did it get there? Mm -hmm. This is your chance to meet the people that put that data. That's awesome. What are some of the ways that you've seen that people in the county have used um, JS data that, that maybe you wouldn't have anticipated when you first started working here? Well, we get the traditional real estate involvement, but... Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people use it for personal uses that might be a little more on the sneaky side. Yeah. Oh, I, you gotta, you're going to have to elaborate on that a little bit because my interest is peak. Like, what do you mean on the sneaky side? Uh, just a, a lot of it's um, with ownership records, like finding out who this or who that, which is all public record. Right. But right. it's like you're kind of like, oh, I have access to all this data at my fingertips. Um what surprises us the most is that we get ex- people from overseas using our data. Oh, that's odd. Really? Yeah. And we're, we get, we'll get questions sometimes from England or Australia. Be like, like what are they looking for? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious about that, too. Um, a lot of times it's just residency verification, doesn't address to exist. But now we have so many different layers available. Of course, planning and zoning. Uh, a lot of real estate professionals, if you ever want to buy a house, that's probably the first place you want to look mm-hmm. at everything. Mm-hmm. Find out as much information as possible. Uh, we show more than a lot of other counties do, especially uh, having the house pictures. That's something we've had for probably since about 2005, 2006. Okay. It was a, a different thing. We had to get that approved by the Board of Commissioners. What you only see on the GIS website as a structure picture is what you can see from the road. So if it's a long driveway, it might look kind of strange where it's just wooded or, Mm -hmm. but that's what we agreed to is what you can see from the road. Now I've seen like on some places like with GIS where you see aerial views of like, so for example, I live in Cleveland County. And if I were to look up my house, I would see like an aerial view of my house, my land and all that. Like, how do you get those pictures? Well, right now, and since 2010, we get those from the state of North Carolina. The state of North Carolina, NCDIT, actually has a grant through public safety that they renew every four years that provides aerial photographs to every county in the state of North Carolina. Oh, Oh, wow. And that is renewed every four years, so they do it in phases. We're currently working on the 2023. The other way is uh, our tax department purchases a lot of aerial photography. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you make a contract with the aerial flight group, and they fly over at a certain elevation, take the pictures, and then we puzzle piece it all together. Oh, my goodness. That sounds tedious. (laughs) It's a lot easier than what it used to be. And right now we're doing QC of 2023, so they're very clean. They look great. That is so cool. But we have aerial photography for Gaston County back to 1938. Oh, wow. And it is on the GIS website. So you can literally kind of go through time and look at like what my neighborhood used to look like 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago. Yes, we have. We took the old card prints, the stereoscope prints, and geo-referenced them, which has found their location. 
and then puzzle piece them all together to make the big countywide mosaic. Now, some oh, of wow. them have like notes on them and scribbles and little stuff, but mm-hmm. it was still beneficial to have that. And they're not the resolution that we have today. Sure. So if you zoom in really far, it's just going to look like a lot of black and white <laughs> pixels. Sure. But if you zoom out, you can really see the growth of an area. Wow. That is very cool. Like the the nerd in me is like squealing. Yeah, D'Andrea, <laughs> as soon as we're done the podcast, I'm going to be like, D'Andrea, can you do this? I'm busy. I'm looking at maps. Go away. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. can go down a rabbit hole. You just start looking and looking and you're like, what else can I find? Adam yeah. will tell you, I spend a lot of time down a lot of rabbit holes. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> we're going to put that on your on your business card, deputy communications director and rabbit hole finder. <laughs> exactly. That makes it fun. You just get into that zone and you're like, oh, and, and look at this. I can go here and I can see that. It's like, hey, did you know? <laughs> Very cool. So coming up on JS Day, do you have the the time set at this point, or is that still kind of being hammered out? Uh, We have the time set from 10 to 3, and that is to make it, you know, school-friendly and to allow us set up and tear down time for for the building. Nice. But uh, we are working uh, closely with the Gaston County Schools and the homeschool educators to hopefully bring some of their students in. You want to inspire the next generation of people that are interested in in this field. Well, and make them aware of the field, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, if you're not in GIS, they're just like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I had no clue what GIS was, had never even heard about it until I started working for the county because I really never had an opportunity to use it or needed it. You know, I think that's most people. They don't know what it is until they actually need it. Mm. I didn't know what it was either when I started. I just happened to draw the right person a map. Okay. To give them directions. <laughs> wow. And they're like, you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little more complex than that, but yeah. But, but that's cool. If you could draw a map, I can't draw anything. So. <laughs> it was yeah. great. I worked. It was so much fun. I was like, okay, yeah go for an interview. I have no idea what I'm here for. <laughs> that is so awesome. But that it was a 6-week temp job has turned into a 28-year career. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Just from drawing a map. Just from drawing a map. You must have done a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> very very detail oriented. I yeah, I'm not. I'm a natural talker, hence the reason I work in the communications department. Mm. Yeah, I just uh, I've was just sitting there, picked up the pen. And I'm like, you go here, here's this, you draw this. And it went through it and they were like, huh. I have just the position for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, their, their first question was, you've had mechanical drawing. I was like, well, yeah, I took it in high school. And they're like, so you can, like, yes, I understand that. And they're like, yeah, we need to catch up on some maps that need to be inked. And hmm. I'm like, okay. They're like, you interested in a temp job? And I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And just grew from there. It was learning every day, learning something new. And and wow. this was pre-Windows 95. So Wow. Oh, my goodness. So was that still the Apple IIEs where they were the green screen or a little bit we after that? We used Sun Stations. Oh, wow. I haven't and heard that in a long time. <laughs> Microsoft DOS Command Line Sun wow. Stations. Wow. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I would say that uh, we've come just a little ways since then. <laughs> we've come a long way. Since 
since the Windows 95 just changed the network mm -hmm. to have buttons and to wow. see pictures yeah. and to yes. not just be drawing a line and a white line go away. And you're like, hmm, I hope that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine using that system. What, like, do you, what software tools do you primarily use now as part of your job? Gaston County is what they call an Esri shop. So we rely on ESRI software. Uh, we use ArcGIS Server, ArcGIS Desktop, ArcGIS Pro, ArcGIS Online. Okay. Wow. We use a lot of their software. And then we have a few third-party vendor software that we integrate GIS. Our permitting system with InterGov has a GIS piece. Our addressing, our 911 addressing goes, has a GIS piece. So that is cool. We integrate, and if the tax DevNet camera system also has a GIS piece. So you mentioned, you just mentioned something there, but like, I mean, that's one of the things that a lot of people probably wouldn't think about it. I mean, you, you need to have a good GIS staff or person to be able to make sure that you're keeping up with stuff, not just because of packages like we were talking earlier, but making sure that ambulances or police are getting to the right location. Public safety is a big environment for GIS and mm -hmm. what you said, uh, call reaction time, mm -hmm. being able to get to that person within a big, a certain number of minutes right. or seconds. They have requirements. There's a lot of state and federal governments. Our addressing and streets follow the NINA Next Generation 911 regulations. A lot of people think addressing is for getting your mail or to have a number on your house. But what it really is, is to make sure that the first responders can get to you in the quickest amount of time. Mm. Wow. See, all these things that we never knew. And I hopefully people you. listening to this podcast are like, wow, all these things I never knew. If people are listening to this going, yeah, I knew all this. Well, you're smarter than we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, addressing for us is very important uh, just because of that and making sure that any of the public safety can have access to a new address and that they know what roads to take to that to address and that things are clearly marked and make sense because a lot of times you can be on a road and odd and even aren't lining up right or they're mm -hmm. not going in the right sequence and we do a lot of data correction and have to do changes but when we do an address change it has to go before the board of commissions we can't just change somebody's address right that's true yeah because it's what, like a public hearing or something it like is. that? Yeah. It is. Because nobody wants to change their address. It's on everything. Right. That'd be a huge pain. But it's really important to make sure that somebody from public safety, if an event came about, that they could get to you in the quickest amount of time. Absolutely. So um, wrapping things up, GIS Day, if people want more information, where should they go? We have a GIS Day webpage on the Gaston County website. So you can just go to GIS and then GIS Day, or you can email GIS at GastonGov.com. Awesome. And it's coming up, it's from 10 to 3 on Saturday, November 15th? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, November 15th. Okay, Wednesday, so I had, the, I had the actual number right, but I had the day wrong. Wednesday, November 15th. GIS Day is the third Wednesday in November. Awesome. Okay. So this is, and like you said, this is something that like happens all over the world. And this is the first time that we're doing, we're celebrating it here in Gaston Yeah, Canada. it started in 1999. Okay. So this will be year 24, but this is the first time Gaston County is hosting an event. 
Very cool. I wonder if 1999, like the start of that is significant. I mean, it wouldn't have anything to do with Y2K, would it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it actually came about by um, co-aligning with Geography Awareness Week. Oh, okay. And in Geography Awareness Week, Ralph Nader, and if you're of a certain generation, yes, that guy ran for office, Mm -hmm. declared GIS Day as the third Wednesday. Interesting. In the whole Geography Awareness Week, because he wanted to say, hey, look at this new technology we got evolving around geography. Mm -hmm. Wow. I had no idea there was even a Geography Awareness Week. Clearly, you have not been made aware. Now you have been, though. Now I have been. Yeah. Yeah, the third week of November is Geography Awareness Week. There's a day in a week for everything. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, there's Absolutely. like Boston Cream Pie Day. I mean, there's there's everything. Naomi, thanks so much for for joining us on the yes. podcast. Best of luck with GIS Day, and and um, I am sure it will be a smashing success. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's the bell of the ball for fall in Gaston County. That's right, Cotton Ginning Days returns, happening this year, Friday, October thirteenth to Sunday, October fifteenth. There's a kids' county fair, live music, local vendors, and of course, the Cotton Gin will be returning all weekend long. Come out and join us at Dallas Park where the food is always good and parking and admission are free. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office, with hosts Janet Schaefer, D'Andrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Next week on the show, we're talking about the Riverbend Preserve Project, something that is going to change what Northeast Gaston County looks like for years to come. We're talking about how some of the work that went in behind the scenes with Lincoln County made this project a reality.